Breaking news. Which is funny because this is a pre-recorded podcast. Oh, dang. Coming to you not live. But live for us. What's up, Live Paula? for us. The freaking boat is free. <laughs> um, folks, if you haven't been following the last week's worth of news, there's been a freighter that has been blocking the Suez Canal in Egypt for about a week. And it is finally... As of this morning, free. And I really hope that people are not consuming the news because they go, the one place I go to news is the Being Earnest podcast. Sometimes they mention things. And now they're learning that it's free. Yes, definitely. Um, I am happy because of, you know, the 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 international trade market. Good. Mm-hmm. That, good that that's back open. But I really... I'm seeing in my mind kind of like a Oscars in memoriam montage of the really great moments that we had with that ship. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad to mm-hmm. let that go. I'm sad to let yeah. that go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the internet memes, <sighs> all of the, the fact that pirates became more relevant in our day-to-day lives and the global supply chain. As we go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Paula, if you had to disrupt one part of the major world economy how do you think you'd do it Mm. well i mean i think i think getting a ship lodged in a canal is a really good way Mm -hmm. um what about something with a cruise ship you know a cruise ship runs aground on the one island that they use to like make rubber i know this isn't how this works but like as far as we know (laughs) yeah exactly and so like now this it's a gilligan's island situation but (sighs) but on rubber Island and they can't get the ship out and it's stopping all the rubber from being made in the world. So we have to make hover cars and maybe I'm making a better future. It, it really is like a, like a very crappy thing that really disrupts the world, but how fun now, isn't it a really fine line between Gilligan's Island and lost? Yeah. It's really just um, tone is the only difference. (laughs) If we, if we could, I would edit a, a thing you know yeah yeah does it make sense yeah yeah i think if you what i'm what i'm hearing is you do like if you put really intense orchestration under gilligan's island oh someone should make this and then the other way around you do jaunty sea shanties right under under lost such a good idea and it doesn't matter that it's you know 10 12 years out of date it's still good yeah i I would argue it's 20 years out of date (laughs) I, I just like I'm really mourning a world where we no longer have the Suez Canal ship to bring us together. You mm. know, every every so often we as society, we as an Internet, as a cohesive Internet, we're united by something that is so absurd. Yes, this is like the dress. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. For those who don't remember, the dress was a picture of a dress that was either gold or blue, depending on how you looked at it. And the Internet was... Real intense about it. Yeah. And, you know, that was a simpler time when <laughs> there wasn't a pandemic. And there it, it just really gives us something to unite behind. Yes. Mm. Well, you know, I hope there always is a ship lodged in the heart of each and every one of us. And I hope that ship lodged in your heart is being earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm oh, Josh. Oh, look at that. I'm Paula. 
And we are here to talk about the sincere and earnest topics of the day. Yes, we are. Um, Paula, what's our topic this week? Our topic this week is jealousy. Jealousy. <laughs> All three syllables of it. <gasps> that well, would we'll be, be an amazing it. drag queen name. Gel us. See, nope, it's not a good drag queen name. It seems like it in my head. Actually, <laughs> yeah, a bad well, one. You know, anyway, this is, this is a look into the writing process. We'll be uh, taking this word one syllable at a time. First gel, then us, then C. Those will be the three acts. I'm of... so <laughs> no. I, I regularly will think that is an awesome drag queen name. And then it's like, nope, that is just a three syllable word. <laughs> not a pun, not fun, just a word. Paula, is there um, media or like, is there a, a personality out there or like an article that you've read or a TV show that you've seen and you're like, you watch it and you just look at yourself and you just go, fuck, I wish I had made that. Like, I could have made that. This is so good. This oh. is so good that I'm so jealous of the fact that someone else made it. You know what? When when I hear that, can I get really earnest with that? Yeah. Do you mind if I take this this podcast title literally? Please, lit, literally, no, it's, it's lit, <laughs> litter, litter alley, litter alley, drag queen name. Okay, uh, so my one of my favorite children's book, Where the Wild Things Are, re- written by Maurice Sendak. Uh, he told a very, very wonderful story about um, this little kid writing him a fan letter. I think about this all the time. This little kid wrote him a fan letter that was like, I really, really love this book your book. It was, this kid was like four years old. And so Marie Sendak sent him back an original sketch. He drew this kid a picture and the mom wrote back and said, dear Mr. Sendak, thank you so much for sending Bobby this beautiful drawing. He loved it so much. He ate it. (laughs) And, and Marie Sendak has said that is the greatest compliment you could ever give an, an artist or a person is you loved it so much that you ate it. And I think I, Uh, I understand the feeling of jealousy. I'm aware of that human emotion. But a lot of times when I love something so much, more than jealousy, it just is this feeling that I just want to eat it. You know, like the first time I heard, the first time I saw Book of Mormon, right? The only Mm -hmm. time I saw Book of Mormon. (laughs) I loved that musical so much. I thought the music was so good that I, I just wanted to crumble it up and put it in my mouth and swallow it and just have it inside my body. And I, I think that is, you know, sometimes you just have a book and you're like, I just want to eat it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have, I personally don't have that emotion as much, Mm -hmm. but I do know that people have that. It's the same thing of like, you know, when you see a really, really, really cute baby and you're like, I just want to eat this baby. It's not that you actually want to eat the baby. You just want, it's that feeling of like wanting to consume it so much that like it would just be a part of your body. I've 100% felt that with like songs or things like that. You're just in that vibe and you don't want it to end, but it's also kind of painful in a way. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to, I, I love it so much that I, not a baby, no thanks to the babies, no offense to the babies out there listening, but I just want to crumple it up and put it in my mouth and swallow it. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, how do you feel when you see something you really love? Um, I just like consume it over and over and over and over and over again with my eyes or my ears or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And I just, I kind of, I have to stand up and walk away and yell a little bit and just be like, what, what, how did this happen? Uh, This is so good. (laughs) I kind of like just involuntarily start like punching 
or like kicking or something like that just because I just feel uncomfortable with how much I love love this thing that I'm doing. Oh. I um yes, I get that. Or sometimes I I get very cocky and like if I hear like let's say a song. Mhm. I really love and and musicals whatever. Like if I hear a song I really love. I am not a musician. I am not a songwriter. But I think to myself, yeah, if I would have gotten into songwriting, that's what I would have written. This <laughs> This perfect ballad. It's almost like a there, but for the grace of God, go I. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been me. I could have written Hamilton. Sure. I just chose not to. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have all the skills and life experiences to do that. <laughs> Would you describe yourself as a jealous person? Um, you know, I'm going to give this a moment of thought because obviously oh. the rea- natural reaction is no, <laughs> but, but I no, mean, no, no. I can be, I think, I think you take a couple seconds. You think about it because what is better on a podcast than dead silence? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking Let's out loud. That. Did you decide? <laughs> I did. Um, so I think I can be jealous at times, but I also think that jealousy and competitiveness are real close and one had better branding than the other. Oh. Like the marketing team for competitiveness is like, oh yeah, you know, this is like something that drives people to the top. It makes them, you know, it makes them stronger. It makes them better having the competition, but it's like, it's jealousy at its core. Yeah. It's, you know, especially when it's instead of competition with yourself where it's, you know, like if you were running and it was a different time or swimming or whatever, like the competitiveness that goes into you from having someone else potentially succeed Mm-hmm. I think is very, at least for me, tied to jealousy. And so I, I am a pretty, I'm a sneaky competitive person. You are sneaky competitive. Yes. Yeah. I, I am nice. Yeah. I'm nice, but I'm also competitive and I also want to be good at things and I want to be better at things than people. Yeah. Um, and I also am definitely the kind of person who is, could never be in a non-monogamous relationship romantically mm-hmm. because I would just be too jealous all the time. I would be in my head and anxious that like I was not enough. And I have enough oh. of that already <laughs> that I oh. don't need. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess in that sense, I am a jealous person. But I do think that, I do think that, you know, like any emotion, it comes from a place of there are things that yeah. drive you and things that don't like stress. Like stress is a good thing. You shouldn't never be stressed because yeah. stress pushes you to get things done, get pushes you to to get to new levels. But it's also you shouldn't have undue stress to the point that you're like breaking down. So well, jealousy is well, the same. Like I'm not convinced on the stress part, but OK. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just kind of it's it it exists for a reason. It exists, exists probably for a survival reason, too. But like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make the best wheel. You got to make the best fire. That was our caveman ancestors. Well, but to some extent, you're making a joke. But to some extent, yes. Yeah. You know, if you're jealous of Krog's fire, like you might make a fire, too, which then you're more likely to survive the night. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Paula? Are you a jealous person? Uh, what if I was like, what if I was like, um, I don't get jealous because everything I do is actually perfect and the best already. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard to get jealous when you're at the top of your game. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, do the no. dice rolling thing from TikTok. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not really a jealous person. And I think part of that is because I am so Minnesotan from the atoms of my being all the way outwards. <laughs> 
Sure. But I, I just don't really think I'm a very, I don't think I'm like a very jealous person. Well, I think that's fine. I think it's like. I have lots of other qualities that are not acceptable in society. Sure. <laughs> well, but that's, that's, that's a cool thing to be able to be like, I'm doing my thing and my friends are doing their thing. Yeah. And sometimes they're doing, or not even friends. These other people are also doing the thing that I'm doing. Yeah. But that's it. You know, I that's mean, it. All of those things are happening and it, we don't affect each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's very cool that, uh, you know, I feel very lucky that most of my friends are extremely creative, doing very cool things. I love seeing them thrive. And I think that like, I get very excited for their success, but I also get really excited for my own successes. Like this week, my phone said I spent six hours a day on it. And like, that's awesome. Like that's my path. Like my path is I need to know what's happening on the TikTok. I have to do one little class a day of like Duolingo French. Like we're all thriving. Like, yes, I have friends who have published books. Yes, I have friends who are starring in TV shows. But my path is different. Yeah. And it is filled with endless Instagram scrolling. Yeah. It's, you know, how many people are spending 25% of their day on their phone? Yeah. Pretty lucky, right? <laughs> What a world we live in. What a freaking world. <laughs> but regardless of whether or not you feel jealous, there's a whole genre of songs that are like jealous revenge songs. Oh, I love them. I love them. Or just sitting like a, in that moment of oh, jealousy. I don't like a song where somebody's sad. I prefer not to intake any bad emotions. <laughs> I'm actually kind of keeping all the bad vibes out. It's um I'm kind know. of a no bad vibes allowed. But I love a song, a beautiful song of revenge. <laughs> um, I love a beautiful song of revenge. I love a song where it's like like Stronger by Britney Spears. That's she not by Britney defeated. Spears, that's by Christina Aguilera. Uh, no, that's uh, fighter. That's fighter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> If you come for the queen, you better not miss. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying is do not come at me in this day of our Lord, Britney Spears, 2021. I listen to that song whenever I face any adversity. You should know. Really? Really? Oh, even a minor, minor thing. I'm blasting it. <laughs> really? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That is like. One of my favorite songs. <laughs> Just getting pumped up by it. <laughs> Anytime, even a little something bad happens, I remind myself, stronger than yesterday, blast it. Yeah, lock myself in room, blast. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> if you could steal one person's career, let's get into that part of jealousy. Who would it be? Ooh, uh, Can't say me because we run a card game together. So it would just mm -hmm. be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, what I'm thinking here is, do you want to go with, you know, there's a couple different angles of this and I'm just talking out loud here for a minute. Yeah. There is the, you are beloved in like four or five different types of media, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Or alternatively, there's the like burn fast and burn bright kind of thing where it's like, yeah. I just want like a Jimi Hendrix career or like a, or like a, um, like a, uh, Amy Winehouse, you know, where it's like, no, why would you want that? They all died at 27. Yeah. But they, but we're talking about them. We're not talking about Steve Van Zandt. 
Oh, I'm talking about Steve Van Zandt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, or do you want like really good at one thing? Like really, really, really good at one thing and has been for forever. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that my answer is Sting. Oh, because you want to, nope, that's Phil Collins. Sting, yes. I was Sting. Say you want to write the music for uh, Tarzan. No, no, but I do want all of the police. And then I do want to be in uh, the. Uh, the version of Dune mm. where he's the, he's the bad guy in, in Dune. And then now he hangs out with Shaggy, their best friends. Oh, I love that. <laughs> they make, they make music together. That is so fun. They just hang out. It's just him and Shaggy. Yes. I love that. What about you, Paula? Mm, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me. <laughs> Do you know what I think I would love is like, what? um, I want to be in a really famous, I, and I don't want to go back to Steve Van Zandt, not Steve Van Zandt, but I would love to be in a really famous beloved band, but not be the most popular one. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, be like the like, fourth Backstreet Boy, like the fourth Backstreet Boy or like the Ringo star where it's like, I am set. I have made history. And then whatever weird shit I do, no one was expecting a lot from me. So you're you know not I mean? Mick Jagger or Keith Richards. You're the, the other, other guy. guy. Yeah. 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 Or like, you know how like Ringo um, was, he was Ringo. And then like, he would just write whatever batshit song he would want to write. And they're like, well, it's Ringo. That's what I All want. right. Let's talk about the octopus. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, Paula, I guess go ahead. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden I'm voicing the little engine that could or whatever. And they're yeah. like, well. You, you know, Sir Paul McCartney can't do that, but like Ringo can kind of just do whatever the hell he wants. You can get a Beatle to do it. Yeah. I want to be the fourth Beatle and, and whatever get, the equivalent is of that. And then the equivalent of like you have that fan base that's like, no, 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 Paul is actually the reason that the band works. Yeah. It's yeah. like a very small following that's yeah. like Paula diehards. And it's like, it's like if I do something crappy, everyone's like, well, you know, that's why she's not the main Beatle. But if I do something kind of good, people are like, they see it as 40 times as good. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, who knew? I want, I want just whatever it is. I want something where the expectations are so low. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you want to be able to ride on the coattails of the larger collective while also being creative and, and skilled enough to be able to get green light your own stuff, but get the boost of like, you know, the 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 50% boost of being like, Oh, well, you know, Paula was a beetle. You know, it was, it was, it was Paula, John, (laughs) George, Ringo, and then Paul. And she played tambourine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's actually, if you listen really carefully, she's just, she's just doing, uh, she's beatboxing under most of the tracks. <laughs> and it's like really clear in their live shows that she did not know the words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's always making a big scene about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, she kept asking about having a Paula break. In the middle of the show. And I'm going to start doing that at work. I need a follow break. Um, And I want it to be like a universally beloved band where like I can pick a fight with another celebrity. 
Mm. And everyone is, everyone immediately takes my side. No, I want to be like the kind of beloved where no one's ever mad at me and ever will be mad at me. Got it. Like Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want the pressure of Rihanna. You know, I want to be like Rihanna's friend who she's in a band with. Sure. 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 Yeah, you want the, 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 you, you want to unite America in the way that our politicians can't, which yeah. is the dads rock out to it. Moms rock out to it. And the kids see the genius in it. Yeah. 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 And the college yeah. students find it when they're like, it's yeah. nostalgic because the parents played it. But then also when you go to college and you like really listen to it for the first time and you're on, you're like, you call up your mom and you're like, mom, Fleetwood Mac rules. And you're, she's like, yes, I've known this for 20, 30 years. And I want like um like quirky girls with bangs to like really be diehard fans of me. Yes, exactly. You know, I like, like I well, want to be like the quirky option. Well, yeah, it's like, well, maybe the Beatles are overrated, but we don't talk about Paula enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the career that I've chosen is inserting myself into the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be less than Ringo. Yeah, but have you listened to Paula's solo stuff? <laughs> It's just me singing Instagram songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then being like, Grandma, stop it. <laughs> and, then, and then like I open a TikTok uh-huh. and it's just like the mere fact that I'm putting myself back into the zeitgeist becomes a viral sensation. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, yeah, exactly. TMZ can't have enough of it. Yeah. You yeah, get a dress from Christian Siriano. Absolutely. Absolutely. I still got the Beatles bull haircut, though. Yes. <laughs> I think they sold out. <laughs> That's like, a horrible yeah. Liverpool accent. Oh, no, it was really good. Just... It's like the four lads from Liverpool and then Paula from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I was just on vacation. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Monty yeah. Python kind of is. Monty Python's like a bunch of uptight British, like Cambridge and Oxford students who have a, a comedy show and one American who does animations. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy. Yeah. I make weird movies like Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, I think that is the level. That is the level of career that I think everyone should be jealous of. You're not the most famous. No one expects anything of you, so whatever you do is delightful. Yeah, this is why I've said that the best way to be famous is to have a dedicated following as a voice actor. Ooh. Because you don't get recognized at restaurants, but if you do, it's fun. Like, you, it would be a super fan who would be like, that's Billy West. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you have a dedicated fan base and you've got like fans and you can interact with them and you can be more personal, but you can go to the grocery store. Like you can yeah. go to the grocery store. You can live your life. You can be out with your kids. You can take pictures with your kids. And yes. And uh, but like when you meet someone who's a fan, you make their whole day. Yes. Yeah. So if anyone wants to make us podcasting slash voice acting stars call me yeah we're this is the secret we're putting it out in the universe we're almost at 100 episodes and you know someone's <gasps> got to start listening at some point and nearly that many listeners yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that's gonna do it for us it's gonna do it for us honestly we've had enough other stuff going on honey <laughs> Thank you for listening for yet another week. We so appreciate it. I know we made a joke about 100 episodes, but that's wild to us mm-hmm. that we're we're almost to 100 episodes. We will 
And it's been a wild ride because as of this week, Josh and I own a business. Yes. Being earnest is now a business. Be- being earnest. We officially have an LLC. We officially have a PO box. Yes, we have a PO box. So um, if you want to send us stuff, I don't know what you would send us. Maybe if there's earnest knickknacks or something like that that you find. <gasps> or kiss a, kiss, a, kiss a tissue and send it to us. <laughs> if a- any of that. those. No. Why did I say that? What is wrong with me? Well, if you want to follow Paula's instructions or mine, you can send it to P.O. Box 25321. 25321. P.O. Box 25321. Chicago, Illinois 60625. Also, we have not received any mail yet because we just got this P.O. Box. So if you want to be our first piece of mail... I would be very delighted if we started receiving some postcards. I would love to do a segment called Mail Time where we, oh. can, we do a parody of the Blues Clues Mail Time song. Or just a, a straight up tribute band kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Josh, we have some really, really awesome earnest moments of the week. Yes. Do you want to go first? Yes, yes, yes. I have a very, very, very delightful uh, Imachwa here from Jessica. Jessica said, uh, I was looking for a new podcast a couple of months ago when I saw Being Earnest recommended by Do312. Thank you, Do312. I don't like jumping into the most recent episode of a podcast and prefer to start from the beginning. So I started with episode one. Bless you, Jessica. I do not remember what we said on that. And I've been working my way through. Right now, I'm working from home and listening to episode 79, Charm. And I just about fell out of my chair when Paula revealed she collects charm bracelets. I collect charm bracelets too. I was so excited to find another charm bracelet collector. I have a collection of around 60, only one of which reflects my own life. Like Paula, I have some bracelets in which the charm represents a person's life, and I have others that have themes such as architecture, NASA, Egypt, Barbie, Italy, marshmallow peeps, and musical instruments to name a few. I love finding them in antique malls and can't wait till I can shop safely again. I included a photo of one I thought would amuse you. Live action, 10 commandments. And Jessica was right. (laughs) That is amazing. It is. She sent some photos of her collection. The live action, 10 commandments is so delightful. It is like people enacting out the 10 commandments. So fun. So fun. So cute. The collection is like in this beautiful, but I just really, really love them. It really uh, reminded me of my love of charm bracelets and I am back to scrolling Etsy all the time, but this is an amazing collection. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I love the fact that, you know, we can range from things like 10 commandments to NASA to marshmallow peeps, that that is all kosher within the world of charm bracelets. <laughs> I really, really love it. And themes, charm bracelets. Oh, it's, it's really blowing my mind. And you know what somebody, now I have really big wrists. I have enormous wrists, enormous muscle filled wrists. You know, I can squish anything with these. But uh, somebody told me that you can, if you find a vintage charm bracelet, you just pop those charms onto a chain if your wrists are too big. Oh, and put it as a necklace. Then you can wear it as like a necklace, but it still looks cool. That's amazing. And that's a tip for all my other muscle wrists out there. Yeah, we can do it. (laughs) I have one from listener Jared. So he got a delivery order from the grocery store from Walmart, and this was the text that came to him. Good day. I'm here with your Walmart grocery order. Have a wonderful day. Stay blessed and safe. And then the prayer hands, and then hashtag 2021 better days prayer hands. Oh, I love this person. (laughs) That is really joyful and really cute. 
Hashtag 2021 better days. Hashtag 2021 better days. If you want to get our hit card game, if we haven't hit you over the head with that enough times, no wrong answers, you can go to no wrong answers game.com and you can order it there. Learn about it there. If you're a business and you think that, you know, no wrong answers would be a helpful thing for your happy hours. If you run um, a salon or a bar or something like that, it's a great way to get people talking. Um, if you are in the food service business and you want to give people something to do, it's also a really great thing for that. So just check out no wrong answers game.com. Or if you're in Chicago, you can go to four sided, uh, any of their three locations. It may be, I would call them in advance. They sell pretty quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, you can get that wherever at either of those places. Wonderful. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. She is on Instagram at, at @rbcruiser, And thank you to Dylan Dutch for our wonderful theme song. You can check out his music project, Jeff Love, everywhere that music is around. Big fan. And, and if you want to check us out, we're Being Earnest Pod pretty much everywhere. It's beingearnestpod at gmail.com or at beingearnestpod on pretty much all social media. All of them, but LinkedIn. And until next week, just remember, the song "Stronger" isn't by Christina Aguilera. I was thinking of "Fighter." It's by it's by Britney Spears. I will never forget. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>